Nice, everybody. Good morning to you. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, 24th day of February, 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Present. Let's set the table for what will be your Wednesday show. You will get a movie review today from Big J, a movie called The Professor and the Mad Men. I was uh, trolling around Netflix last night. I didn't end up watching anything because I couldn't come to a decision, but I did land on that movie and watched like the little like pre-cut scene they don't have a trailer set up for it but yeah. you know how they automatically play a little part of the movie and i will admit it was kind of the little teeny tiny part that they played was kind of interesting now i don't want you to spoil anything for me but I, it wasn't enough to make me watch the movie i'll tell you that uh mostly because it was like 9 30 and i looked at the running time and it was a little over two hours and i was like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make it uh, throughout the whole movie, and I hate I hate stopping movies halfway through. I'm okay with TV shows, but for some reason, if I'm going to watch a movie, I have to commit to the whole thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't like stopping. I mean, unless I've seen it before. That's 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 the caveat. Sure, of course. Right. No, I get it totally. But if I haven't, I, I have to be able to go. You know what? I I, I want to be able to sit down and watch this whole thing. Otherwise, what the hell's the point? So we'll get Big J's movie review on that coming up today. Uh, we have a world premiere for you of a brand new Offspring song, Big J. Mm-hmm. We should do that this morning as well as uh, they are releasing new music and that's going to happen. I know at least one person that's excited for that. And we also have an opportunity for you to go to Bogus Basin. We've got some day and night passes we've been giving away and qualifying people for season passes as well, which is pretty awesome. Uh, you have an opportunity to ski for the rest of this year and then all of next. As Bogus Basin is doing the uh, great season package uh, sale that they always do right around this time of year. But we're giving away three of them for free, and one of them could go to you. We have a We're Going to Hell story all the way up from Alaska, Big J. Uh, but it also happens to be connected to other We're Going to Hell stories that we've done in the last week. Oh man, that that's a, that's a serial. I know. It's, uh, it's weird. It's very weird. And uh, it's maybe could possibly change my life. Although sometimes it's it's indisputable, some things that you have to do. But I'll tell you about it coming up at 7.30. So you're going to want to hang around for that as well. But we also play some music on this show. Music like the Fighters of Foo, Big J. Let's kick things off with Monkey Wrench here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or go ahead and chat with an attorney online 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. And Big J, one of the busiest intersections in all of Idaho is going to be a little bit more of a nightmare for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and that's part of my commute every day. I understand. The Idaho Transportation Department is starting work on a new half-continuous flow road intersection this week to connect ID84, or 44, excuse me, and Eagle Road. Uh, So if you take, like, that's State Street, right? Essentially? Yes. Uh, And Eagle Road. So if you are in that particular area, you already know this is going on, and it's going to be a mess. But uh, the reason why it's a mess is because it's it's already pretty bad. Uh, IDT says more than 70,000 vehicles travel through that intersection every single day, which is a lot, Big J. And so the new intersection, the way they're putting it together, will improve safety and help reduce significantly congestion in the area. 
Uh, they are going to uh, do most of the work uh, between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., a.k.a. Big J's Commute. But some daytime work is expected, which means things are going to be pretty rough for the next couple months. They do expect to wrap up this work in fall of this year. But uh, they are making sure that motorists slow down, pay attention when traveling in the work zone. Like, how has it affected? Like, what are they doing? Is it down to, like, one lane when you go? No, no, no. Right now, they're, they're not even that close yet. They were just setting up all of the... They're cordoning up the um, barrels. Yeah. So they're dropping all those off, and then I would expect by this afternoon they'll have a lot of that stuff in the works. Yeah, they may. Well, it doesn't sound like they're going to do too much of it during the day. I mean, every once in a while, but it sounds like most of it's going to be overnight. So they may just kind of be putting those on the scene, if that makes sense, and then moving them as they need them available. They're on the scene overnight. Yeah, either way, I, I got to find a different way to come to work. Not worth the headache? No. Well, it can't impact you that much at 4.30 in the morning, sure right? Sure can. Really? Yeah, especially if they'll be doing work then. Yeah, you got to weave in and out. Uh, whatever you do, just be careful. Uh, otherwise, uh, you'll end up on the news, a la Tiger Woods. That was the big story yesterday, Big J. He was hospitalized, and it doesn't sound great, if we're being honest. I mean, listen, it doesn't. The good news is none of these injuries sound are are, are not life threatening. But I mean, to a layman like myself, they certainly seem career threatening. Um, he ended up having a serious accident yesterday uh, in a windy road in Los Angeles. Uh, and it, it was weird because there were really, really bad reports coming out early. Like uh, the first story said that they needed the jaws of life to remove Tiger Woods from the vehicle. And the cops just plainly said that's not true. So I'm not sure where they got that information from. But basically around 7.12 in the morning yesterday, uh, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department had to respond to a single vehicle rollover traffic collision uh, in the Rolling Hills Estates and Rancho Palos Verdes. Uh, the vehicle was traveling northbound, and it looks like, I mean, the, again, the investigation is ongoing, but uh, from all the reports, Tiger Woods was running late to a, uh, a some sort of article or, or tutorial that he was doing with, like, Drew Brees and some other dude uh, that's pretty famous and was going through a pretty famously winding road in this particular area and hit the center median and uh, and then lost control of his vehicle and went across oncoming traffic and then hopped a curb and then did a bunch of rollovers, which caused some serious injuries, including uh, two compound fractures in his legs uh, and a shattered ankle. So basically, uh, he messed up his whole lower body. Uh, they had to put a bunch of uh, pins in his leg and they had to basically rebuild his ankle in surgery yesterday and so it wasn't good he was conscious uh when he when police arrived on the scene but in a lot of pain obviously and could not move his lower body so that obviously because of the compound fractures probably or at least you're hoping so anyway but you know here's a guy that has a history of back issues as well so it couldn't have done any good to that you understand yeah and so, uh, you know, the police say that uh, that obviously there was no signs of impairment. It was fairly early in the morning, which is good news considering Tiger Woods' history with vehicles and and Yeah, accidents. he only does bad stuff later in the day. And, uh, and, and, you know, to kind of evidence how rough this particular stretch of road is, the vehicle that saw the accident that pulled over to help Tiger Woods and call police was also hit by a car as they were, uh, as they were trying to help him. So that's kind of how rough this stretch of road is people probably taking it too fast is what it boils down to yeah and so uh and so hopefully uh tiger woods will be okay you know health wise but you know he's 45 years old 
He, he was on the, the tail end of things, as it were, and it, it, this is going to be a long he, road to recovery. Well, here's the thing. He was still recovering from another microdiscectomy that he had. Right. And, and a, a lot of people have said, you know, I'm not sure how he was going to be able to come back from that one alone. This is uh, – there's either two ways. This ends his career as a professional golfer. Or it, it um, you know, it, it's the kind of the fire that lights under him to recover and do something amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's, all, those are the only two options, I think. You know, that also being said, I mean, <clears throat> you know, he's also got more money than God. You think you'd have a, a driver at this point, too. You know what I mean? Uh, after all the history that he's had with it, I mean, I get it. You want to live independently and do your own thing and all that kind of stuff. But it's just it sucks and it's it's unfortunate. And, you know, obviously, none of the not the whole story is out here yet. So nobody really knows all of the stuff that's going on. But it's a it's a rough one. And hopefully he'll be OK. Finally, Big J, Disney is set to bring all the characters from its theme parks and classic films to life in a brand new way. The House of Mouse has tapped for all mankind creator Ron Moore to create a streaming series in Disney Plus set in the Magic Kingdom. They have signed a multi-year agreement worth an estimated eight figures. An entire raft of series and projects across the Disney portfolio is also in the works. So basically, all of the characters that you see at Disney World when you come in and Disneyland and all that kind of stuff, apparently it's going to be a series that kind of takes place in those areas. And it's going to involve all the characters that you know and love from Disney in some way, shape, or form. Don't know if it's animated. I mean, I guess it would have to be, right? So, uh, or computer animated at some particular point. But, you know, Goofy, Pluto, Mickey Mouse, all the Disney princesses, all the other properties, you know, the Pixar universe as well, all involved in this particular series. So they're thinking big world kind of stuff and giving you new content on Disney Plus. So it might be something at least the Disney heads are into and it's coming soon to the streamer near you. There's your send nude song of the day, some Slipknot for you. All hope is gone here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch for you on Netflix called The Professor and the Madman. And Big J, uh, we now ask you, how was the Sean Penn Mel Gibson vehicle? I tell you what, if you started watching this movie, chances are all hope was lost for you. Oh no! All hope was gone. As he got through this movie. Um, here's the thing. So, the professor from the Madman. The Madman, Nick, not played by Mel Gibson, as you said yesterday. Oh, it's not? No, That no, was just a gut feeling. I yeah, had no, no idea. No, yeah, it was totally uh, wrong and false. That was played by Sean Penn. Uh, his character's name, Dr. William Chester Minor. And then you've got the professor, played by Mel Gibson, uh, who's playing a character named uh, Professor James Murray. Now, here's the thing. These are real-life people, mm -hmm. uh, apparently, and this is uh, based on a, a actual events to some degree, as uh, Professor James Murray is a you know, trying to help put together the first edition of the Oxford English Dictionary. Nick. My God, I know it is. It is just uh, gritty, and and the, the the way they put this together, uh, wanting to 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 document the history of every word, and there's like this committee of of uh, English. Uh, I guess scholars who are kind of behind this, and it's taken them forever to finally get into, a, you know, start to do this, but it's not, it's not happening. And so, uh, Professor James Murray, they bring him in, and he he isn't actually uh, never graduated from you know uh, secondary school or anything like that. He just knows a lot about he knows a lot of languages. How did he get to be a professor then? Uh, 
Uh, that's a great question. Never really broached in, in the movie, but it just it clearly based on, he, I mean, he knows like 50 languages. It's okay. just, you know, he just knows them. So he knows a lot about words and that's how he ends up in the spot. Now, the movie starts out with Sean Penn's character uh, shooting a man uh, in the streets of London. Good. Um, that sounds and, like it's and, on brand for Sean. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, because really what's happening is uh, is that he's crazy, and uh, so and he ends up killing this man right in front of his wife. Did he, was there a reason why he did this? Yeah, because he 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 thought that the guy was after him. Okay, so he's, he just lost he's his mad. mind. He's a madman. Okay. He's lost his mind. He's legitimately what insane. What we would call now uh, schizophrenic. Okay. Uh, though only they didn't know that back in the 1800s. And so he uh, goes to jail. Well, they find him criminally insane, and they take him to an insane asylum. So their stories are very separate for quite some time. And uh, he's got some extreme issues, and they're really just kind of trying to figure out, hey, how do we help insane people? Etc. And so they're experimenting on him and different things for the most part. And really, for a, a lot of Sean Penn's moments, he's just grunting and really kind of like <laughs> slow talking like this. It's like, oh god, he's really going out on a on a limb on his performance here. And then, um, and then of course you've got uh, Mel Gibson and then him and his family. He's got like 80 kids and his wife. They're you know very religious and, and just. It's boring as hell, man. Uh -huh. I mean, it's the doc it's a documentation of the Oxford Dictionary. Okay, it's not exciting. There's some good acting performances. What happens is uh, Mel Gibson's character's idea to help move this book along is to enlist the help of people around the world to track down the history of some of these words. And uh, it, word gets to Dr. Minor in, in the jail because one thing he, he kind of asked for was like a bunch of books. And so he reads tons. He's got he, uh, a crap ton of books. Sean Penn does. Sean Penn's, yeah. And so next thing you know, he, he decides, oh, this is what is going to help cure him he starts helping to find the history of these words but it's kind of a secret because they don't want the uh, they don't want people the english hoity-toities don't want you know it to be known that uh, a madman who is, is crazy and insane is coming up with the definitions of these words okay uh and that kind of you know there's some conflict there and it's it's weird uh but spoiler i imagine they end up uh creating the dictionary correct uh yeah 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 so first, color first me edition. shocked. You did not like a movie about the uh, the origin story of a dictionary. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, boring as hell. I mean, listen, you know, it, it's a it's a good. I mean, really, honestly, it's actually a good movie. It's good performances, <laughs> but it's just I can't in good conscience go. You know what? You should watch this because you shouldn't. Why would you want to watch a movie about the dictionary becoming a thing now when you can go to Google? Forget about it. Well, listen, uh, it's a people like watching movies over reading. That much is a fact. But it is interesting to me. that, that That's why I was kind of wondering yesterday what the hell drew you even into the idea. Because, I mean, the description was a professor and a madman help, help make a book. And I'm like, what about that was attractive to you even in theory? It wasn't really. I just kind of picked a number, remember? Oh, that's right. I will uh, never do that again. <laughs> I mean, it does have people you like. I guess you, I don't know how yeah. you feel about Sean Penn, but I know you like Mel Gibson. Yeah, I mean, they were they put in great performance. But you like Mel Gibson in his action roles. Uh, not that he has a whole lot of dramatic stuff. In he his was he arsenal. was he was great in this. But it's just not it's just not your your style, huh? No, you're not into it. It, it. So it's a good movie, good performances, well executed, but not Big J approved. 
Not approved. Just uh, because you can't approve somebody watching a movie about a dictionary. That's what it boils down to. Understood and actually a fair criticism, to be perfectly honest. So, uh, Big J says skip The Professor and the Mad Men on Netflix. He says it's not worth your time. Stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, there you go. The offspring for you. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We are going to do some important stuff, which is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, I know that it's not all the time, but give me an idea. Let's say, uh, do not count the nights that you eat out or get delivery or whatever. But let's say uh, there are 10 nights in a row or 10 nights where uh, somebody is preparing dinner in your house. How many of those nights is it you? Nine. Nine out of 10. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, Does that ever get old? Yeah. Yeah, it gets old. By day four. Well, I mean, to be fair, your wife doesn't have a cooking uh, channel on, on uh, Instagram that she can take advantage of. So Sure. She actually is wonderful cooking breakfast. There you go. Breakfast for dinner, Big J? Question mark? Yeah, sometimes. Well, I'll be interested to, f- to figure out what you think about this particular survey. The University of Surrey uh, put together a, a study and found that uh, participants who actively prepared the majority of the food in their house usually were the people that watched a lot of food-based television programs and enjoyed doing that. Uh, Is that a fact in your house? Yes. Uh, Here's the thing. Uh, I do enjoy watching those programs. Guess who hates them? The person that doesn't cook. Yeah. And guess who hates it when I watch them? Well, yeah, if she hates them, she's not going to hate them. And I'm like, who's going to cook if I'm not watching the Food Network? Uh, and it's funny because uh, the follow-up to that survey as they did that, they're like, wow, people who watch the Food Network certainly cook a lot more in their household. But the other part of it is they found out that people – now, it's not just Food Network. I don't want to just pile on that. But people who watch food-based programming on whatever channel you want to say, Food Network, History Channel, whatever the hell is airing some sort of food-based program, uh, those people also consumed more food, reported a greater desire to eat, and also had a higher likelihood of being obese and eating unhealthy than people that don't watch food-based programming, Big J. Your thoughts on that, please. Um, well, I mean, that's not fair, but... Well, how is it not fair? Well, look at me. I don't understand what you mean. Well, I'm fat, and I watch the Food Network. Yeah, well, they're saying that uh, one of the reasons that maybe uh, you are at an unhealthy weight is because you watch so much food-based programming. It makes you want to try different things and eat the things that you're watching on those television channels and networks. And uh, most likely health and uh, healthy eating is not uh, taken into account in the shows that you watch. Agree or disagree, Big J? No, yeah, there's some healthy eating, obviously. Oh, I'm sure there is some. But, I mean, I would say a majority of the ones that maybe you watch aren't health. I don't see you walk, you know, uh, watching, you know, the Barefoot Contessa. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. Uh, and, and, and cooking her recipes and that kind of stuff. Not that all those are healthy either. But uh, uh, and so they decided that, that, of course, this depends. But the impact of the kinds of food being prepared and the health of the person and weight gain and healthy overeating could certainly play a role in what they watch on television. So be careful what you watch, Big J. Maybe, just maybe, it would uh, change your eating habits. What do you think? No. No. But you just said that that watching stuff on television severely impacts what you decide to make 
in your house. No, it may. I hope it doesn't create my menu. It inspires me to cook. Right. That's what I mean. But cook yeah, stuff it doesn't like, necessarily mean it inspires me to cook mac and cheese every night. No, no, but it certainly is probably one of the things on the agenda. That or some ridiculously huge rack of ribs, right? Well, no, that's a, that's a different, different channel altogether. <laughs> but it's still food-based programming. Tiger Woods was hospitalized yesterday following a serious car accident in L.A. County. Uh, it was a bad one. He had to undergo surgery yesterday to repair some of the damage done in the accident. Apparently, the lower part of his body was really, really messed up. Uh, Of course, uh, he had some serious issues there, and he was on his way to a golf tournament at the Rivera County Club uh, yesterday morning when the accident happened. It was a one-car accident, thankfully. Uh, He was not under the influence of alcohol or any other kind of substance at the time, and so uh, that's good news considering Tiger's past, but the bad news is he's got some serious injuries to his legs and his feet and don't know if it's going to be the end of his career because of it, so goodness gracious. Washington football team yesterday says it will, in fact, have a new name for the 2022 season. Fans can follow the process at the new website, WashingtonJourney.com. I wonder if that means that they're going to be the Washington Journey, Big J. I don't know. The Journeyman? Uh, this, they said, quote, we've transitioned from our old name. Now it's time for a new legacy. Fans can submit name ideas on the site with proposals pretended, uh, presented include the Generals, the Justice, and the Washington Rhinos, Big J. We will Let's see. Not start down the right. I, I, I Let's mean, not do that. There really is only one choice, as far as I'm concerned, and that's the generals if they go that route. Um, but you know, it all depends. Listen, it's all about trademarks. It's all about you know what can you secure or, the rights to. Or how about to. this? The Washington Corruptors. There could be that too. Uh, but I, I'm expecting they're not going to go negative with their. Right. Uh, they've already gone in that in that route with their old nickname for years. So we'll see what they end up being. But if it's the Washington Journey or Journeyman, I, I don't. That's weak sauce as far as i'm concerned what do they have like like i for said a logo plumbers uh, well they don't like have any electricians <laughs> i don't know just just like uh, one of those hobo sacks that people used to have that's about it uh and so uh if you always wanted to have axel rose in a cartoon big j it's all happening god damn it axel rose will be the special <laughs> guests on the animated tv show scooby-doo and guess who the show will air on boomerang uh tomorrow And that's happening uh, on your television if you want to watch it. Rolling Stone posted a synopsis of the episode that says, When Fred, Velma, Daphne, Shaggy, and Scooby take a road trip down historic Route 66, they encounter a mysterious group of mudmen who steal the mystery machine. And while stranded in the desert, they check out an abandoned uh, diner to see if they have Wi-Fi inside. And they discover Axel, who turns out is already buddies with (laughs) Shaggy and Scooby. So uh, Axel Rose will be lending his vocal talents to Scooby-Doo and Guess Who tomorrow on TV. If you want to check it out, you can for yourself. On 100.3, the X rocks. We are headed to Alaska for today's We're Going to Hell story. The Great White North, Big J. Yeah. Ever been? No. Any interest? Yeah. Uh, What about it appeals to you? Uh, Getting stuck and surviving? All right. No, not not, not that at all. The crab, of course. (laughs) Fresh. It's food related. Uh, But we are headed there to Alaska for today's We're Going to Hell story. And for the second time this week, and yes, it's only Wednesday, we have a story that centers itself around an outdoor bathroom, Big J. And when I say this may change my life, I mean it, man. I really am starting to think twice about using 
any kind of outdoor kind of restroom. Now, that's the one thing about Alaska. I'm not going to say that indoor plumbing is scarce. There are plenty of developed cities in Alaska, but, you know, a lot of people, one of the, the big kind of motivations to move there is to kind of get off the grid and unplug. And so outhouses are fairly common in Alaska. You understand? Yeah. And so uh, the, the, the real situation out there is it's a whole different animal. I mean, you're not going to have a bunch of spiders trying to attack you. It's a different kind of thing with the outhouses in Alaska. And Alaska woman was camping with her brother near a place called Chilkat Lake recently when she decided that she was going to go up for her morning constitutional, Big J, and that included an outhouse. So Shannon Stevens is her name, and she said, quote, I got in there, I sat down on the toilet seat, and something just immediately caused me sharp pain right in my butt. Oh, no. So she jumped up and she screamed and noticed that she was bleeding pretty bad from her backyard area. Ah! She says she screamed so loud that the commotion actually caused her brother, Eric, to run over to the outhouse. And when he says, you know, she was like, man, I'm bleeding. And so she ran back to the camp to get some first aid. Stephen was like, well, or Eric was like, I suppose I should check out what's going on in the outhouse. And he went down. That's what you want to do. Go rooting around in there. (laughs) He looked down into the outhouse toilet. And that's when he saw a face looking back at him, Big J. Uh, what kind of face do you think it was? A human face. No, it was a bum. <laughs> wasn't a human face seeking shelter from the cold of Alaska in the outhouse. It was a bear, Big J. A bear. Wait, there was a, a bear? Yeah. A bear had crawled into the outhouse and was using it as some sort of shelter uh, because it was a seldom used outhouse. It actually was empty at the time or had just been cleaned out not too long ago. And so... Uh, the bear was in there, and, you know, the lady sat down in the bear's, you know, hidey hole, and the bear was like, none of that, chomp, and bit her ass, Big J. And uh, so much so that it caused 37 stitches. So she was bleeding pretty good, man, and he, the bear got her pretty good. you think he would make bear noises. Uh, well, when uh, Eric looked, he saw the bear's face looking up at him from just below the level of the toilet seat. Of course, the two then ran back to the shelter. They cleaned up her injuries, went to the hospital, and then decided it was time to call it a day. The next morning, they found tracks leading from their campfire to the outhouse, but the bear itself was gone. They say that the animal entered below the outhouse through a downhill opening and kind of made its way towards the seat. So they think that basically, you know, I guess how this outhouse was set up, you know, the outhouse had like a hole in the ground that led down to a different part of the, the thing, I guess. So it took care of the waste itself naturally. And the bear must have found this particular cavern as a way to hibernate because it's about time for the bears to hibernate. And uh, and either the bear was using the sunlight to get some some heat or something. And when she sat down, you know, obviously darkened things and it made the bear upset. Uh, usually bears do hibernate during the coldest months of the year. But state biologist Carl Koch said that he'd heard of at least two confirmed bear sightings in this particular area recently. So maybe things are going later than they expected. So now we have a spider bite on the junk and a bear bite on the ass within two days of each other, Big J. Two very different extremes in two very different situations. The one common thread is people are getting bit when they sit down in an outhouse. Yeah, and and who wants to inspect uh, what's down there when you get in there? That's the other thing. I mean, how can you tell? You know what I mean? You're not going to do an in-depth thing. You're not going to stick your head down there and go, anybody there? You know, flash your, uh, turn on the flashlight on your phone. Then you drop it in there. Boom. That's a different oh, we're going to hell story altogether, man. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like a sea of misery. 
in these things. So maybe think twice or give it the old once over before you decide to use an outhouse. There's your we're going to hell story. It is the X Rock. That is Royal Blood. That is Trouble's coming here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it sounds like trouble might be coming for you, Big J. Oh, man. It was all an accident. Uh, basically, last night, uh, the wife and I in bed watching some TV, Nick. And, uh, uh, you know, it was uh, one of those things where we're kind of not paying attention to the TV, doing our own thing. And uh, she uh, got all excited. And she goes, hey. Hey, that Crush the Curve place, they've got vaccines available for people. Uh, and I'm like, oh, really? Okay, well, sign me up. So she goes and uh, she follows the link and she uh, she signs me up to get a vaccine. I was very excited, Nick. Sure. Here's the problem. We didn't read the details. I mean, she, I am totally throwing her under the bus here. Okay. <laughs> uh, she didn't see the first part that says this is only for the group that's supposed to get the vaccine right now. Right. Right? Right. She was just focused on, hey, uh, they have a bunch of vaccines that are available for uh, the, the public and sign me up. And then right as I was about to send a message to you, say, hey, yeah. go sign up for this. That's when I looked at the email that was sent to me after uh, I had already verified uh, my email address and, and accepted the appointment and that, hey, you, this is only for a certain group. And, and I'm like, I don't think that I'm in this uh, group right now. Group two is, I think, where the state of Idaho is at. Yes. And um, yeah, so I've got to send I sent an email this morning. I'm going to get in touch with them and be like, you need to take me off that list because I was going to get vaccinated on Saturday. And you need to pay attention and read the finer points of those emails. And because, I mean, this is just, uh, you know, just bad workmanship on my part. You know, I, I don't want to completely blame the wife, but I mean, there are certain, you know, you, you get the verification email and it was something I was saying, okay, you go ahead and take care of it instead of me looking at it and saying, before you verify this, make sure that you are in the right group. So you are going to not do it? Is oh, that yeah, okay. absolutely. I can't, I can't in good conscience do that. Uh, that's ridiculous. But, but it does bring up a, I don't know, I guess it's it's a moral situation if you want to, to a certain degree where, you know, uh, there are a bunch of these vaccines that are going to waste. Now, I don't know if that's the case. If I, I can't guarantee that the one that was supposed to be for me would end up going to waste. And therefore, it would be better for me to, to, to kind of slip in there and not say anything, uh, etc. But that just, it's not something on a personal basis i can let myself do well one would think that you know because certainly right now there's there's age requirements or job requirements that are proven in order yeah. for you to get vaccinated uh through the standard opera you know normal means i would think there would be some sort of screening process at the vaccination place to make sure you fall within those parameters probably but before i even get there and look like a complete <laughs> idiot an asshat right uh, yeah, I wanted to, uh, to just be like, listen, uh, full disclosure, I'm an idiot, and uh, I let my wife uh, commit fraud on my part <laughs> for the most part, and so uh, I feel bad about that whole situation, and, and I was just about to tweet about it and everything, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to save this until I get verification of what's going on. Boy, that would have been a crap storm, man. And <laughs> Everybody would have been, yeah, how come you're getting <laughs> Yeah, and I told the wife, I go, just what I need is that, you know, Local DJ <laughs> skips line for vaccination. Yeah, that's not the that's not what I, I want to uh, represent here. Uh, Says quote, "Do you know who I am?" Yeah, no, no, I'll save that for other people around here. <laughs> 
Well, so. I'm happy that you're doing the right thing. Uh, you know, in my head, I could see uh, I didn't want to see you like pushing down some old man on your way to get vaccinated and, uh, to shoot, get shot in the and arm. And here's part of the reason too: my, the uh, the wife feels a little bad, uh, guilty because she is getting vaccinated through a clinical study, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not al- allowed to take part in that study because I've already had COVID. Yes, you've tested positive. Which I get upset. I want to talk to somebody at that place and be like, listen, don't you need to research the people who've already gotten it? They'll say no. This is just And, and for- I know personally multiple people who have gotten it twice now. So uh, I don't want to get it again, obviously. And uh, I'm happy that she is getting vaccinated. That takes a lot of stress and worry off of me. And of course, uh, it's the first opportunity I get to take the vaccine. I will gladly do so. I hear you. Uh, but I'm glad that you're doing it the right way. That's how it should be. So try not to skip the line, everybody, especially uh, if it's on purpose. There would be more egregious uh, points to that if it were. But Big J clearly doing a Big J thing and completely by accident. So uh, I'm glad that you are. That's how all the Big J things happen, by the way, is accident. is <laughs> yes. not paying attention to things and things just happen. Mm-hmm. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Some important stuff on the way and Pop Culture Smackdown. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, we all know that texting and driving is a bad thing, and now there's new data that says that if you're a new driver, it's especially bad. Oh, I can, I can only imagine, yeah. If you're somebody that has just gotten their driver's license, and it doesn't matter your age either, just if you're somebody that is fairly new to driving on the road, uh, challenging time and driving safely is not a good, uh, t- good combination. And now researchers from Ireland have found that novice drivers who talk on handheld smartphones way more likely to be engaged in high-risk driving behaviors. These include driving too close to the car in front of them, speeding, driving without a license, running red lights, driving while intoxicated, all those things. Researchers say policymakers could use this in creating a public information policy and or tailor financial penalties to those engaging in smartphone behavior behind the wheel because, as we all know, they're linked to dangerous driving, but it's even more dangerous when you're new at it, which, of course, makes sense. Yeah, Uh, I would imagine if you're new to anything and and doing something distracting, it would probably impact your results, be it driving or typing or anything. So the idea here is don't text and drive. Uh, Better yet, don't use a handheld device and drive. That's the idea. It's not just texting. It's talking on it. It's it's any kind of thing distracting distracting you from the road is not a good idea. You probably shouldn't need a study at this point to back up that data but there are still plenty of people i mean i still see it all the time even though it's illegal people on their phones don't you yeah yeah it happens all the time around here even though it now officially is illegal to do so it has not impacted a whole lot of people it's the idea tiger woods was hospitalized yesterday after a serious car accident in la looks like he hit the center median on a windy road and then went across oncoming traffic Luckily, he didn't hit anybody, but hit a curb and then did a bunch of rolls. Uh, ended up fracturing his leg, uh, two compound fractures, and shattering his ankle. So he had to undergo surgery right away yesterday. Uh, doctors say the injuries are serious but not life-threatening, although you know they're not saying anything. It does sound, at least to me, who has zero medical opinion and even less uh, medical talent, that it could be, at the very least, considered 
career-threatening. Well, as uh, the uh, the doctor here on the morning after, uh, he'll make a full recovery. Wonderful. The NBA we'll be back on the course in no time. Revealed the reserves for next month's All-Star game yesterday. Four of them first-time All-Stars, including Zion Williamson, who is the third youngest player to ever make the All-Star team. Others are Jalen Brown from Boston and Julius Randle from New York. Uh, Chicago's Zach Levine also got the nod. Chris Paul is an All-Star for the 11th time. James Harden is one for the ninth year in a row. Uh, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, of course, uh, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, uh, and LeBron James and Kevin Durant of the Nets will uh, draft their teams next week. Big J, any snubs as far as you're concerned? I have no idea. I didn't think you would. How about you? Uh, Yeah, I think Devin Booker from the Suns got snubbed. I think he deserved to go over Chris Paul, as a matter of fact, but Chris Paul is a bigger name, of course, but Devin Booker has had a hell of the last two years. Don't forget that Phoenix, by the way, who is surprising a lot of people, only team in the NBA bubble last year to go undefeated, but still didn't make the playoffs. Uh, They were on a roll last year. They have continued that into this year and have surprised a lot of people in the West. I don't think they're going to win the championship or anything, but at least Booker deserves a little bit of credit, I think. The Paley Center for Media has announced the full lineup of its virtual Paley Fest in 2021. Basically, think of this as like a Comic-Con for streaming uh, networks and uh, television networks as well. Uh, Big Sky for ABC is going to get the nod. The HBO is going to showcase Lovecraft Country. Uh, the Queen's Gambit is going to be featured by Netflix. Ted Lasso uh, by Apple TV and Evil on CBS, as well as some uh, established titles like The Good Doctor, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, The Late Late Show with James Corden. And they're going to ha- have a very special 20th anniversary conversation uh, with the full cast and crew for HBO Six Feet Under, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary as a show. Uh, it is free to watch online. If you have an interest in any of these shows, you can learn a little bit more about them. Uh, It is called the Paley Center for Media, and it's going to happen on March 26th. So if you have an interest, check it out for free. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Uh, we've got a bogus basin pass here for you. Uh, we'll get you qualified for a 2020-2021 uh, winter spring pass. And then, of course, uh, a, a season pass that goes for the rest of the season into the next season. Uh, total of 498 bucks. Pretty dang cool. we got uh, a few of those to hand out next week. And uh, you just got to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. It is snowing now, so it means it's going to get more on the mountain, which is going to make for some good skiing and boarding. All you have to do is get in on the action. 208-287-1003 is the number you need to call if you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown. You have to defeat Big J in the process of it. Today's questions, Big J, for the listener, will revolve around the Achilles heel of the Treasure Valley, although I do feel like these are kind of easy sports questions. I could be wrong. For you, Big J, we start in politics and then go into the world of movies. Are you ready? Yes. I hope so. 208-287-1003. If you would like to play, let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, the X. Good there. How you doing, man? What's your name? Marshall. Marshall. All right, you're up first, Marshall. ESPN hey. says the games in what major sports league feature, on average, only about 18 minutes of action with the ball in play, despite often being over three hours long. 
Man, I, you know, I didn't get the first part of that. Could you repeat that? ESPN says the games in what major sports league feature on average about 18 minutes of action with the ball in play despite the games being over three hours long? Oh. Gee, I'm going to say golf. Golf. Wrong. It's incorrect. No, sir. Thank you very much for playing. Golf usually takes longer than three hours. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. ESPN says the games in what major sports league feature on average about 18 minutes of action with the ball in play, despite often being over three hours long? Football. Football is absolutely correct. Right. The NFL is only about 18 minutes of actual NFL action. The NFL. In every game. Big J, who is the only 20th century U.S. president elected directly from his position as vice president? Many have tried, only one succeeded. <sighs> elected, and it was in the 20th century. Uh-huh. I'm going to go Lyndon Johnson. Wrong. No. Nope. He didn't have another run after he finished out? Nope. Okay. Uh, the answer was... George Herbert Walker Bush. Right. The original. Oh. George George Bush after Ronald Reagan. Okay. Uh, That's all she wrote for Big J, which means you are the winner. Congratulations. You got yourself that bogus space and day or night pass coming your way, and you're qualified for that season pass as well that we're going to give away on Monday to three different people. Best of luck, sir. Congratulations on your victory. We are going to do some headlines. That's happening next on the (laughs) X-Rock. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Finders, keepers, and inspiration, question mark, or too sexy? Oh, man, too sexy. Residents of Manitoba, Canada, cannot stop creating sexually explicit snow people, according to the city of Winnipeg. What are they using for the snowmen, huh? Carrots? Ah! The complaints <laughs> department is an entirely <laughs> fictional state agency on Facebook, but still recent images shared by the Wacky Watchdog group have featured snowmen and women in a series of white-hot sexually suggestive positions, Big J. Including a pair engaging a quinoli bee exchange. I mean, it's basically them getting it on on a park bench near Winnipeg City Hall. Impressive. And so police have had to post, quote, please stop making sexually suggestive snow sculptures at City Hall. And the message was put together by them. Uh, They have camera footage of people involved. Police will be investigating because, and listen, I've seen the pictures. They're actually pretty well put together. I mean, like, these are, like, not like snowmen getting it on. These are, like, people that they have. Sculptures. Yeah. I mean, it's artwork, to be perfectly honest, made out of snow. But they are doing things that, like, you know, if you're driving by with your kids, you probably don't want to explain. (laughs) Mommy, why is that snowman bent over? Right. It's all, it's all very weird. And it's very suggestive, and people are upset about it there in Manitoba. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Canadians saying sorry about it, but it is one of those deals where they've actually requested people stop doing it. So you can appreciate the art, but probably not the best yeah, idea. Yeah, keep that in a museum. Yeah, I mean, or, or put it someplace not by City Hall is another option, too. Finders, keepers, or an inspiration question mark? Inspiration question mark. Never underestimate somebody in a wheelchair, Big J. 
And yeah. police in Jacksonville, Florida certainly aren't going to either because they say a bank just blocks from their headquarters was robbed on Monday by a woman in a motorized wheelchair. Police say the woman showed up at the region's bank branch to discuss an account, then all of a sudden got into an argument with a bank teller, and then things escalated when, of course, she threatened to kill everybody in a bank and announced that she was robbing the place. Police say she uh, got away with about $350 in some cash and then left the bank. Of course, uh, not exactly easy to get away. She was taken into custody a short time later. Good news, no injuries were reported in it. It doesn't even appear that she had a weapon, but uh, she just got upset and was like, that's it. It's time hey, to start some listen, action. Before you rob the bank, you got to take that governor off your wheelchair. Yeah, and so she was able to get away, but not very far, and police were able to catch up with her because, again, it was right down the street for the police station. That's also uh, bad planning. It doesn't seem like she, but there was a lot of premeditation involved here. It sounds like she got upset with the bank teller and was like, ah, that's it. I'm getting money somehow. That's how this Give is Give me ended. my money! Wrap it up with finders keepers, and usually crochet and cocaine are not words that go together, but the Seattle Police Department says a woman purchased a kit to help her crochet animal hats at a Seattle-area thrift store on Sunday, and when she opened the kit, she found a very heavy, suspicious-looking item encased in yellow rubber with 100% written on the outside. <laughs> Police say uh, it gave off an odd odor. The woman called 911. Police took possession of the suspicious package. Turned out it contained about a kilo of cocaine, Big J. Wow. That now has been placed into evidence. Not sure how it got there. Maybe the thrift store was a drop for something, or maybe somebody donated the crochet kit and forgot that they hid their coke in the crochet kit. Either way, you would think that that would be something they would see before it hit the floor, right? right? Don't you open up stuff and go, before we sell this, what's inside of it? So that's why police are thinking it might have been a drop, you know, like uh, somebody was like, hey, check this crochet kit that nobody's going to buy in the thrift yeah, store. Yeah, who buys a damn crochet kit? That's where you're going to find the Coke. And some lady bought it and she was like, oh, no, I can't make animal hats out of this. This is just pure blow. That's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Morning After with Nick and Big J. A thank you coming up next. But first... Bring me the horizon. That is teardrops here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we should preface this by saying it's imperative that we we make this statement as clear as possible. We enjoy what we do, Big J. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and uh, despite the fact that you are probably not going to get rich uh, doing radio unless you're like Howard Stern or something, but uh, yeah. it, it is Ryan it is a job that we get paid to do. And we are happy to do it. And one of the biggest payoffs that we have for this job uh, are the listeners. We, we enjoy doing what we do for you people that listen to this show and this you, radio you station. You people. You people that do what you do and listen to this radio station. And we don't require anything in return. Uh, we appreciate your loyalty and your listening and your supporting of the people that support us and that kind of stuff. And I feel like that's the two-way street that we go on. And uh, sure, every once in a while, we bribe you guys by uh, offering up prizes to continue listening to the show. I will say we also will, will, will bend backwards to try to make them happy. Yes, yes. E especially when other places wouldn't. I need, need to try. make that clear because uh, as, as I feel like sometimes I'm, I feel like I'm in charge of the customer service department, like uh, we've I've gone to some great lengths to help out some people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, patting myself on the back right now. It's part it's part of the job. And hopefully that's that's something that you enjoy doing as well. 
Uh, I guess it depends on the person and how thankful they are, I suppose. But one thing that we do not require or need or or want from you guys is is gifts. But we do want to say thank you when it happens because Especially something happened. Especially food. <laughs> yesterday, uh, that was actually I didn't know was coming. You apparently did though, right? Yeah. Well, he said, "Hey, uh, there's something coming via FedEx," and I'm like, "Okay." That's okay. Great. Yeah. And then um, uh, it was signed for by somebody, and uh, and then he's like, hey, did, did, did you get it? Like, yep, we got it now. And what was it? Uh, it is a custom. Looks like it's a custom. I mean, this is a, a top-of-the-line, sweet-looking uh, dartboard um, with a case and everything that it comes in. And it, it's got uh, the logo on there. I, I mean, I'll probably take a picture and we'll throw it up on the Morning After Facebook page or even the X-Rocks Facebook page. Uh, but we kind of want to wait till we can get it, you know, um, mounted. Yeah. Uh, it is. It kind of weighs like 80 pounds. I mean, it's a heavy sucker, but it is sharp-looking. Yeah, it looks nice, and it's got the X-Rocks on there, and thank you to Arden, who who decided he wanted to do something and send it to us. But, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, hopeful, I think you said you made it clear, and hopefully I want to do the same, that while very appreciative, not required by any stretch of the imagination. Immediately I said that. I go, listen, we appreciate gifts and things like that, but it's our job to, to you know, try to be cool and, and do what we can to get you guys the great music and the great experiences when we have them etc yeah and so uh it, it's really awesome and really cool that that and we wanted to, to do the appropriate thing which is say thank you very much for what i'm sure was an expensive gift and and just uh, make sure that we we pay you know respect to the gentleman that did it because you know i don't want to come off as ungrateful but i also want to make sure that i say that listen we don't need you guys to buy us gifts we got enough bleep yeah. in this studio that yeah. <laughs> we, we need we need to hang up uh and that that dartboard is going to look great in here we appreciate it very much we're definitely going to put it on display yeah i'm going to use it for firewood <laughs> it's not it's not it is not required but very much appreciated when that stuff happens and it's nice to know that you guys appreciate us too i suppose yeah yeah exactly i'm I, we're also like uh there's never enough of us here to play a game of darts also having uh, having uh sharp objects flying around our studio uh with uh, the parties involved here uh seem yeah. like a bad yeah, idea that's why there's not a section 37 axe room uh axe <laughs> throwing lane in yes. here because odds are it'll end up on the board in the board or on our computer or in our computer and so uh we have to uh, make sure that we uh we stress the safety of the workplace environment i'll tell you what you made everybody else in the building jealous very true we the like other that. morning shows and and radio people were like what's that oh yeah. that's cool we don't we don't got that kind of stuff somebody gave us cookies once that's about all they get but uh we appreciate it very much thank you arden we appreciate it. and listen that, that's a guy that's been there since day one man we're talking about 13 years yeah uh, almost 14 years of this even show. when we tell him go away <laughs> We appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. And check out the socials. Big J will post a picture of it later. Uh, it was pretty awesome. We're going to do some bad impressions. See where the bribing continues for you guys. That's next. The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and here we have a Section 37 Axe Room gift card. $25 worth to hook you up with. You can go uh, throw some axes, maybe join a league. It's going to be a lot of fun for you. I just got to figure out bad impressions here this morning. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play bad impressions. It works like this. Big J has three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in either all three clues or maybe even sometimes less, 
Section 37 gift card getting mailed directly to you. You don't need to come pick it up or nothing. It's everything you wanted, and it all gets delivered via the U.S. mail. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Good morning, man. What's your name? Jay. All right, Jay, you're up first. Good luck. Hey, the my name I go by in the day-to-day is Peter Parker. Oh, yeah, fictional Spider-Man. character here, by oh, the man. way. Wait. Spider-Man. It is Spider-Man. Hey, all you needed is one. Congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We'll get you that Section 37 Axe Room card. Clues two and three for fun? Uh, I like spiders. And I, did, I don't know. I was making it up as I went. Uh, the always prepared Big J. Why is Spider-Man oh, in the news? Prepared. I like to think of my feet. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, played by Tom Holland, of course. There is a third Spider-Man in the in the mix being made right now, of course, Nick. Mm-hmm. And uh, they rolled out some pictures uh, from the set uh, so far of what we have there. And then they said, you know what, let's troll some fans. And they started releasing different titles for the movie. So we don't have a title yet. Uh, the first one they rolled out was Spider-Man, Phone Home. Like E.T. Yeah, and then Spider-Man, Home Wrecker. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. Uh, and then Spider-Man, Home Slice. So uh, they're obviously messing with people here. Do you think any one of those are real, or do you think they were messing with them with all three? Uh, I think if you put them together, you get Spider-Man, um, Slice Wrecker. It's the name of the next movie. What about Phone? Phone Slicer. But you didn't answer my question. No, I don't. I don't think any of these are the actual title. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, because, uh, you, you know, and obviously anything you do, because these were officially released by different cast members kind of a thing. Yeah. And so anytime Marvel does something like that, it's usually some sort of strategy is involved. I, I, I probably, I'm going to guess that here very soon, we probably will have the name of the movie and a, and a teaser. I would say. Would hope so. Yeah. But, you know, what happens is a bunch of other, you know, pop culture sites start digging deep into what each one of these things mean. And what they, I think I saw, I don't know if it was Nerdist or IGN. I don't want to credit the wrong place, but uh, so I'll credit them both and get one of them wrong. And so uh, they kind of like attached each one of the titles to a particular Spider-Man. You know, like phone oh, home is is, ah. is 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 Tom Holland's, and then uh, home slice is Peter Parker for Tobey Maguire because he was a pizza delivery man at yeah, some point. Yeah, there you go. And then wow. home wrecker is Andrew Garfield because he ended up messing up with Gwen Stacy in his particular thing. I don't think you saw any of those movies. But. So I mean, of course, the rumors are this is going to be multiverse, right? Well, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it kind of attaches each one of the three to the three Spider Men that are going to be represented in this particular movie. So don't. That's why I was wondering if you thought any of them might have been real or they're all based in reality a little bit but yeah it's got to be some sort of multiverse related thing and and they're just having fun with it yeah uh, either way cool yeah we need it morning after with nick and big j there's your bad impressions we wrap up the show here next on the x rocks Asking Alexandria, they don't want what we want here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us here on the big show. Big J told you to avoid the movie The Professor and the Mad Men. Not because it's bad, just because uh, nobody needs to watch a movie about the making of the Oxford Dictionary, yes? Yeah, it's boring. It's boring. And that uh, was reiterated by a listener who uh, had watched it uh, and said it was a terrible movie before I watched it. But you, you said it wasn't terrible. Oh, I think the whole concept of it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but not a terrible movie, right? I mean, it's well put together. It's well acted. It's just not a movie for you. It's almost like uh, if, a, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around to hear it, does it make a sound? I didn't see what year it came out. Is it new? 
Yeah, it came out in uh, 2019. Okay, so, well, two years. But either way, uh, it's available on Netflix if you want to check it out for yourself. But Big J said avoid it. Uh, much like I'll be avoiding outhouses for the foreseeable future. For because the rest of, of your life. Of our We're Going to Hell stories involving uh, spider bites on junk and uh, bear attacks on somebody's backyard. It's just not, not a pleasant way to experience going to the bathroom, I think. And something that'll make you think twice about it forever. At least I hope so, anyway. I would say so. And we said thank you to somebody for supplying a gift for the X-Studio. Uh, we appreciate it very much. You can check the socials later today for that. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, today's National Tortilla Chip Day. So grab some chips and then it's salsa or queso. Uh, I know you make some homemade chips from time to time, but do you have a favorite? Like, if you're like, I got to get some chips and salsa, this is where I'm going to go for it. Um, uh, no, no, nowhere in particular. You just like chips and salsa, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I would, pr- I prefer though, my preferred chip is a Dorito. Uh, do you consider that a tortilla chip? I, I guess they technically are, right? Well, yeah. Uh, but you know, any f- flavor preference? Yeah, nacho cheese. There you go. The original Dorito. Not the spicy nacho, the regular? No, nacho? I'm a weirdo. I'll dip go. it in anything. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, morning after with Nick and Big J. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is up next. Have a good one. It's the X Rock.